people have many questions about long-term care insurance, and it's impossible for me to cover them all in a podcast episode. What I've tried to do today was focus on the most frequently asked questions. What I would say to you is the need for having savings designated or insurance protection in place for long-term care, in my view, is the elephant in the retirement planning room for most households. You have to have some long-term care protection. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm your host, Harry Stout. This podcast is dedicated to improving your financial wellness. Our focus is to educate and inform about all aspects of money. We seek to reduce the financial anxiety, stress, and drama you face daily dealing with money. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to the Financial Verse podcast. I'm Harry Stout, your host. Many listeners have reached out to me with questions about long-term care insurance. So what I decided to do was create an episode that addresses the key questions that subscribers have asked. So in this episode, I'll look to answer the top 10 questions about long-term care insurance. So let's begin. Question number one, how does long-term care insurance work? Well, to buy a long-term care insurance policy, you fill out an application and answer certain health questions. The insurer may ask to see medical records and interview you by phone or in certain situations face-to-face. You choose the amount of coverage you want based on the coverage periods offered by that insurer. Now, long-term care policies have limits on the time, today's policies have limits on the time period benefits can be paid, usually between one and five years. So you're buying benefits for one to five years and there are certain maximums. So you might buy a policy that pays out $165,000, for example. That's a common number you see uh, for your policy. So once you're approved for the coverage and the policy is issued, you begin paying your premiums. Now, under most long-term care policies, you're eligible for benefits. So when do benefits kick in? You're eligible for benefits when you can't do at least two of what are called the activities of daily living or ADLs. This is language that applies to long-term care insurance and you'll see why in a second. Now, these activities of daily living or ADLs, if you can't perform typically two of six or you suffer from dementia or other cognitive impairment, you'd then qualify for your, for your benefits under your policy. Now, what are these activities of daily living? And these make sense if you, if you think about them. Here are the six, bathing, caring for incontinence, dressing, eating, toileting, being able to get on and off the toilet uh, independently, and transferring. And what that means is getting in and out of bed or a chair. Any of you who have cared for an elderly relative or a parent, typically an elderly parent or a relative, you can see that these significant restrictions for many of them should should they be in failing health. When you need care, and you wanna make a claim, the insurance company will review the medical documents from your doctor, or they may send a nurse to do an evaluation. Before approving a claim, the insurer typically must approve your plan of care. Now, under most policies, you'll have to pay for long-term care services out of pocket for a certain amount of time, typically 30 to 90 days. So the first 30 to 90 days, you typically have to pay for the coverage. This is called the elimination period. 
for most policies, it's about 90 days is the average that you see. So that first, that elimination period is on you. You have to pay the cost during that elimination period. Naturally, if you have a longer elimination period, your premiums on the policy will typically be less. If it's shorter, your premiums will be more. Now, the typical long-term care policy starts paying out after you're eligible for benefits, and usually after you receive paid care for that elimination period. Most policies pay up to a daily limit for care until you reach that lifetime maximum. Now, some companies offer a shared care option for couples when both, policy, both, when both spouses buy policies. This lets you share the total amount of coverage. So you can draw from your spouse's pool of benefits if you reach your limit on your policy. So there's some flexibility. Again, it'll depend on the company and how their policies are structured. Okay, question number two. What age should you buy long-term care insurance? From what I've seen, the optimum age to shop for long-term care policy, assuming you're in good health and eligible for coverage is between ages 60 and 65. Now, some people will purchase coverage at younger ages based on risk aversion or family medical history. But for most people, it's between 60 and 65. Now, question number three, this is a big one. What's the cost of long-term care insurance? Now, I'm gonna tell you it depends, but I'm gonna give you some resources. The rates you pay depend on a variety of things, including your age and health, your gender, your medical status, your marital status, rather, not medical status, your marital status, the insurance company, and the amount of coverage that you have, you're asking. You can find example premium costs by going to the website of the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance, and I'll include this in the show notes. This is a great resource, by the way, the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance. They have a variety of different consumer pieces of information, research papers, other information that'll help you understand, better understand long-term care insurance. Now, one major concern with long-term care insurance policies is whether the price can, will go up after you buy the policies. And that's the reason for that is prices aren't guaranteed to stay the same over your lifetime. This has been a major consumer problem. Now, many policyholders have seen significant spikes in their rate in the past several years after insurance companies have asked state regulators for permission to hike premiums. And they were able to justify these large premium increases because the cost of claims overall, they were much higher than projected. Now, regulators approved the rate increases because they wanted to make sure the insurance companies would have enough money to continue paying claims. So with long-term care insurance, your premium can go up. Now, some of that has been ameliorated, I think is the proper phrase, uh, based on the structure of new long-term care policies, given the fact that they're limited in duration, typically one to five years. Old long-term care policies would maybe have a unlimited benefit for a lifetime. So you can imagine the cost if someone has a major long-term care event in their life. Okay, question number four, how much and when can long-term care insurance policies be increased? So we now we know they increase, you know, how much and when can, can these increases hit me? Well, again, it depends upon the type of policy you buy. There are different types of long-term care policies for, and each one has different provisions as to when premiums can be increased. 
in most states, rate increases on long-term care insurance policies cannot be implemented without approval by that state's regulators. So it's not as though the insurance company can just arbitrarily increase their rates. They have to justify all their rate increases. And some states have very strict requirements that must be met in order for a rate increase to be implemented. Some states, uh, by the way, have much stricter requirements than others. Now, if your long-term care insurance policy does end up with a rate increase, I know mine has, in most cases, the insurance company will grant you the option to keep your premium the same in exchange for decreasing your benefits. And actually, that's what I did. I decided to uh, uh, keep my premium the same and decrease my benefits, but I do have coverage in place. Number five, question number five, are there any tax advantages of buying long-term care insurance? Well, long-term care insurance can have some tax advantages if you itemize deductions on your, uh, your, on your federal income tax return, especially as you get older. Federal and some state tax codes let you count part or all of long-term care insurance premiums as medical expenses, which are tax deductible, again, if you meet the annual threshold. The limits for the amount of premiums you can deduct typically increase with your age. Now, one proviso I need to mention here is that only premiums for tax-qualified long-term care insurance policies count as medical expenses. Such policies must meet certain federal standards and be labeled as tax-qualified. So ask your insurance company whether the policy is tax-qualified if you're not sure. All right, number six, how do you buy long-term care insurance? Well, there are a number of ways. You can buy directly from an insurance company or through an agent. You might also be able to buy long-term care insurance as part of your benefits program at work. Usually when you buy coverage this way, you'll have to answer some limited health questions, but it could be easier to qualify for this uh, for long-term care insurance than if you buy it on your own. My suggestion is to get quotes from several companies for the same coverage to compare prices, typical kind of thing you would do. This holds even if you're offered a deal at work. Despite having the group discount at work, you might find better rates elsewhere. So again, always comparison shop. Again, the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance advises working with an experienced long-term care insurance agent who can sell products from at least three carriers. So that's their recommendation. Again, the American Association for Long-Term Care Insurance, great resource. Number seven, and this is a question brought up a lot. What are state long-term care partnership plans? You'll hear, hear see, with long-term care insurance, the question will come up, is this a partnership plan? Now, most states have what are called partnership programs with long-term care insurance companies to encourage people to plan for their long-term care. And what these plans do, or these programs do, they allow people who buy partnership coverages to protect more of their assets if they use up all their long-term care benefits and then need help through Medicaid or whatever the state is program is in, in your area. And let me give you an example of how it works. Normally in most states, for instance, a single person would have to spend down their assets to $2,000 or less. Let me repeat that. Someone's going to have to, an individual's got to spend down the assets they hold to $2,000 to be eligible for Medicaid. And there are some other restrictions on a state-by-state -state basis or provisions. However, if you have a partnership long-term care plan, you can qualify for Medicaid sooner and not have to spend down all of your assets. In most cases, you can keep a dollar that you would normally have had to spend 
to qualify for Medicaid for every dollar your long-term care insurance policy paid out. So the states with the partnership policies are giving you a break. Again, to find out whether your state has a long-term care partnership program, check with your state's insurance department. Question number eight, can I use living benefits on life insurance policy to pay for long-term care? Well, these provisions that are formally known as accelerated death benefit provisions, and the answer is yes. This feature is available on most permanent life insurance policies, such as universal life insurance and whole life insurance. This provision allows you to take a portion of life insurance payout while you're still alive to pay for medical expenses, including long-term care. And all this, what they do is they reduce the death benefit under the policy for any long-term care benefit you use. Question number nine, can I sell my cash value life insurance policy to pay for long-term care? Well, the answer to that is yes, you can sell your, your life insurance policy and use the proceeds for anything you want, including long-term care expenses. However, there are tax ramifications to doing this, and you should make sure you've reviewed these with a tax professional before you go about selling your life insurance policy. Number 10, what is, and this is a new one, what is a combination life annuity long-term care policy? These policies, and they're also called asset-based long-term care, you'll hear this, or hybrid policies, provide a pot of money for long-term care if you need it, or a death benefit, you know, annuity accumulated value will be passed on to your beneficiaries if you don't use the long-term care benefits. So the policies are structured with a, an additional long-term care benefit that's a reduction of the life insurance payout or the annuity benefits. And if you, uh, if you, if you have to exercise this provision, it will reduce your death benefit and have an impact on what you're paid down under the annuity. Again, these policies can provide some needed long-term care protection at a reasonable cost. And the reason is, if you don't use the long-term care benefit, you have the full life insurance benefit. If you don't use the long-term care benefit, you're gonna have the annuity value less any cost you pay for the long-term care benefit. So uh, it's kind of, you only, you only really reduce the amount that's paid to your beneficiary if you use the long-term care benefit. So a lot of people like these. So let me kind of summarize today's top 10 questions. People have many questions about long-term care insurance, and it's impossible for me to cover them all in a podcast episode. What I've tried to do today was focus on the most frequently asked questions. What I would say to you is the need for having savings designated or insurance protection in place for long-term care, in my view, is the elephant in the retirement planning room for most households. You have to have some long-term care protection. So it's either through savings, insurance protection, or if you have some hybrid products, a hybrid life product or hybrid annuity product, you need some coverage to help offset this risk. Going without any coverage puts your assets at risk and the amount you pass on to beneficiaries could be reduced. In my view, not enough thought is going on to providing this type of coverage. And I believe that the more you learn about this subject, the better you're preparing yourself for a secure and rewarding retirement. So that's it for today. I know it's been a long session. This is a long episode, but I wanted to hopefully share with you these 
10 questions about long-term care insurance. The key is to learn more about long-term care insurance and provide for it as you do your financial planning. So that's it for today. And we look forward to our next session together. Thanks for listening today. The Financial Verse podcast is brought to you by Better Wealth. Better Wealth's mission is to unlock intentional living by helping you better manage your money. To find out more, go to betterwealth.com. If you like what you've heard today, please rate us on your podcast service and forward today's program to your family and friends. We would really appreciate it. To learn more about the Financial Verse, please visit financialverse.com.